If one has a preference for solitude, should that person make some effort to spend time in a community in order to let go of partiality? I really gotta love the, the, the tricky questions, no? As we always talk, well, it's, it's actually a part of the, the whole question of what about the desire to meditate, right? You have the desire to meditate, so how can you ever become free from desire? But this is a little bit different. Um, you really have to break that sentence, that question apart in order to answer it. So we're talking about, what we're talking about preference is preferences. And it is quite quite common for people to have, I would say in this case, aversion to society you know, for whatever reason. Sometimes they feel shy. Sometimes they feel... Um, uh, annoyed by other people um, sometimes they feel nervous or scared or, or whatever for many different reasons people will often prefer seclusion Now, so we have this problem because the Buddha said seclusion is a good thing you know? he said he many times would praise seclusion as, as ideal you know? And so here we have here we have a question. Well, what about these people who who are addicted to seclusion? Shouldn't they then adjust themselves so that they're no longer attached to seclusion? Or what about monks who run off into the forest and don't want to be around people? So I my my answer for this would be uh, no that 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 they sh they should still stay in seclusion. And the point is. Regardless of what your attachment is, whether it's an aversion or whether it's an addiction, uh, it's something that arises in the mind. No. It, the problem exists within yourself. It doesn't have anything to do with people. It doesn't have anything to do with society or the situations that you're in. It has to do with how your mind works, how your mind reacts to things. And in fact, how your mind reacts to moment-to-moment -moment experiences, which occur wherever you are, whether you're alone or whether you're with other people. Uh, the, these states are are the same in every situation. So you don't have to experience every every uh, um, every situation or every life experience in order to understand reality. No, I've had some monks tell me that they have to disrobe because they've they don't have enough life experience and so they want to go and drink alcohol and have <laughs> girlfriends and so on because they never had the chance and so how can they understand how can they fully appreciate suffering if they don't go out and experience it <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful excuse you know these are the kind of people who should be lawyers um, but uh, the, the 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 truth is that it's it's and you know we're, we're talking about the way the mind works, no, the way the brain works, the way it experiences seeing, the way it reacts to seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, and thinking. And it does this on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. The reason why the Buddha preferred solitude is, or, or encouraged solitude is not because um, he was partial uh, or, or aver aversive to, to society or he thought that people should cultivate some kind of partiality towards seclusion, but it's because the only reasonable way that most people can can come to look at their own minds is to be secluded from other human beings because when you're around other people rather than look at things normally you know a person who hasn't cultivated their mind 
um, will will forget themselves immediately. You know? We'll begin to wonder what the other person thinks. And this is why we hate it so much. No, this is why in general, or or not in general, this is why many people are are horrified to go out in public. You know? um, more and more these days, in fact, as we become more accustomed to using the internet and and staying by ourselves, we become less and less able to to survive in this culture in this, in this environment of having to react and having to be smart and funny and you know having to be uh, to be socially um skilled you know to be able to converse with other people to be able to um to to empathize with other people you no know, and and to interact with other people so you're you're dealing on a very conceptual level and there's a lot of ego involved and conceit, uh, conceit thinking I'm better, I'm worse, and I'm equal, and so on. Holding yourself up, judging yourself against others. There's jealousy. There's there, there's many unwholesome states, but there's also, in general, a um, awareness of only concepts as beings and people and um, you know, possessions that I possess this state and that state so regardless of what the the attachment is even if it's an attachment to meditation here's one good answer to that one if we desire to meditate should we then stop meditating or or, or doesn't that mean that that the meditation is is pointless no because any desire that you have will be rooted out through meditation even if it's a desire for meditation if such a thing could exist even if you have this lust for meditating once you sit down and meditate, you'll be able to see that lust, and you'll see that the lust is not uh, useful for you, and you'll let go of it. But you'll only get that if you practice meditation. And not the only way to meditate, but the best way to practice meditation is in seclusion. So if you have attachment to seclusion, by all means, seclude yourself until you learn about that attachment, until you understand how your mind works. And you'll see that as a result of spending time on a mountain if you're if you're truly dedicated towards inst to insight meditation, you'll find yourself much better, much more confident, and much more sure of yourself in social situations. You'll talk less. You'll be quiet. People will think you're weird. They might even be afraid of you, and you might not fit in at all in certain social situations. But you'll never be worried or or attached or av aversive towards it. You'll you'll never have any desire for it, and you will. Uh, incline much more towards seclusion, it just being the default. You, know? you will never have any desire to be around people or any feelings of loneliness as a result of, of seeing things clearly and letting go of the idea of self. Of course, the biggest thing is that it, le it helps you let go of the, the ego, you know? the idea that it, there is an I and us and them and me and mine and so on. And so... Uh, for sure, the, even the attachment to seclusion can be rooted out through proper seclusion. Of course, the I should let Palanyani talk. I'm sure she has something to say. But um, just to to go the other way, that um, the, it is possible to be in seclusion and and actually you know become more corrupt or or to become more attached. You know, it's possible for someone to become to go into seclusion and fail at this. Now, if you're not practicing insight meditation, then there is no reason to go into solitude. A person who goes into solitude and and f finds all sorts of wonderful experiences of solitude will become even more averse to to being around people, and will, or not will, but can, and it's possible that they can have a very lopsided 
um, view of, of reality and they'll find that they can only be happy when they're they're in solitude but with the qualification that if they're practicing insight meditation then the best thing they can do is seclude themselves and find a, find the time and the place to develop insight meditation can be practiced in any situation but is best practiced when you are just in your room alone with your mind learning about it no, nothing more to say on that. Sorry, I tried to co I covered too much. <laughs>